All right, here we go. Today's daf is daf kuf tes zayin, page one sixteen. But we're on daf kuf tes vav. We have a lot of ground to cover. We're on kuf tes vav amad aleph. At least we're on today's. Uh, at least we're on uh, yesterday's daf. At least you know. So hopefully we'll make it to today's daf. A lot of ground to cover. And hayam kotzer v'amlochem ruba. So we're up to itmar on kuf tes vav amad aleph. Which is, we're going to call it uh, approximately halfway down. Ganav upara b'chayvah. There's a little hay of the Ein Mishpat Ner Mitzvah. Mamish writes smack dab in the middle of Kuftas Vav Amaralev. Here we go. Here we go. Let's at least uh, make it to, to today's daf. That's Hashem. With Hashem's help, or we can, might have, uh, we're going to understand it. We'll go through a clark, but a very exciting daf ahead of us. Ibar, we learn Ganav upara b'chayvah. Somebody steals and he... Um, and he pays a debt with the things that he stole. Ganav upara or he steals and pays uh, back something, you know, he, he, something that he took on credit. All right. So what do you want to do by this? So yesterday we learned about Takanas Ashok. Takanas Ashok is that uh, if somebody steals something and then uh, sold it, so they want to create Takanas Ashok, which the, the guy who now has it says, I'll give it back to you, but you need to compensate me for the money that I paid. Okay. So, there's no Takanas Ashok over here. Dami, they say, That's not why they created Takanas Ashok. They, they, didn't, they didn't create Takanas Ashok so that somebody could uh, help himself out uh, business wise. That wasn't the goal. Mashkin Shave Mason Bimana. What happens if he was given something that was worth 200 for a loan that he, that he only owed 100 for? Also, by Takanas Ashok, then we did apply Takanas Ashok. Why? Because there is an expectation. That whatever is uh, owed to him is going to his, is going to be his. Shava b'shava. What happens if somebody borrows money and he gives as a uh, he, he gives as a pledge something that he stole with the same amount? So Amemar Amar Amemar says lo yasu bay takanas ashok. We don't bay takanas ashok. Abay Amarzucha Amarzucha has no asu bay takanas ashok. Hulkasa asu bay takanas ashok. The luck is we do make takanas ashok, which is he gets it back, but we do we well, we do have him compensated. Says the Gemara zavina shava peshava asu bay takanas ashok. If let's say he stole something and he and he uh, sold it for real face value shava peshava. Okay, real face value. So somebody steals something that was worth 80 bucks and he sells it for 80 bucks. So we make the kinds of jokes. Shava, um, what, if he's, what happens if he stole something that was worth 100 and he sold it for 200? So he made like a profit off of this. The question is, uh, can the original owner get back the entire uh, uh, 200s. The question is whether it's going to be uh, something that's usual. If it's usual, they'll make the Karnasashuk on it. If it's unusual, they never made the Karnasashuk. The Hokhasa and Allah is the Kulu in all of these cases. We make the Kanas Ashok, except for a case where somebody who steals and pays off his loan or somebody steals and pays off credit that he owed. That, that he owed. Avimi bar Navi Chamuad the Ravina. Avim Barazi, who was the father of Ravina, Abamasik Bu Gavra. He owed somebody Arbazuze four Zos, Ganav Glima Asya Niale. And, um, I'm sorry, he was owed. He didn't owe. He was owed. Now, the guy who owed him money stole a garment and brought it to him, Aisfe Arbazuze Achrini. And because he, this guy gave him a collateral, he was willing to lend him. More money. Now, Avimi, again, was already owed four. This guy wants to borrow another four. And Ravina's father-in-law says, dude, 
I'm Shuldik Smear. I love doing you a favor. I'm not lending you another four until I know that you have something to show. So this guy says, here's a cloak. Hold on to this cloak. Hold on to this garment. And he lent him another four. The Saifuk or Aganov. In the end, it turned out that the garment was stolen. They came in front of Ravina. Who came in front of Ravina? The owner of the garment and Ravina's father-in-law. Omar, he says, This guy stole and paid off his debt. Let's say the cloak was worth four. So he says, really, he's paying off his debt with the garment. And therefore, um, the, uh, really, the original owner of the garment doesn't have to give my father-in-law anything. He could just uh, take it back. But as far as the second loan that was made, then take your four zuz and give the garment back to him. Masler of Kain. Of Kain says, what do you mean? Maybe... Uh, maybe he took the he took the garment for the first zuz. And it's considered like somebody who stole to pay off a debt, or somebody stole to to you know to get more on credit. And the second four zuz, maybe we say that he trusted him. Just like he trusted him originally, and he said, "My father-in-law." The the question was, we said, Ravina, maybe your father-in-law." was willing to lend him more money just because it, uh, he had additional trustworthiness and therefore this is not do Takana Sashok. Igagamosa, the matter, the matter was getting around town. Everybody was hacking about this. And he came in front of Rabbi Avo and he says, Omar, he said, the halacha is like Rav Kayin. He says, since he trusted him again, he trusted the first time, we could assume that he trusted him again, and this is nothing to do with Takana Sashok. Somebody from Narsha stole Svarim and sold it to a Papu, a Papuna, for 80 Zuz. Ozal Papunai, this Papunai went, Zavne, he sold it, Levar Memechuza, Bemoab Zuze. Some major stuff going around. Yeah, major money being made off of this antique book, we'll call it. The Saifuk Raganov, it turns out it was sold twice, but then originally it was stolen, and we caught the says, The owner of the book should pay 80 to Mon Zuze, to Mon Zuze, 80 Zuz, Vishakal Sifre, and get the book back. In other words, there is Takana Sashok. You're going to have to pay back. The Ozil, Bar then the Bar should go Vishakal Arbam Mipupanai. And take 40 from the Pupura because since it was 80 to 120, that was the amount that ultimately was lost. Maskavla Rabba, Rabba has a challenging question. When it comes, we know they make a Takana Sashuk, again, that you got to pay back if you're going to get your stolen item back. When you have somebody who purchased it from a thief, like Kehmi, like Kehmi, boy, if we're going to make Takana Sashuk, they got to repay even an original buyer. How much more so should we say it's logic? They're going to have to pay a buyer from a buyer. You understand the logic? Again, notice. Ruvain steals from Yankel, S- sells to Shimon. Mm-hmm. There's Takana Sashuk on Shimon, which means if Yankel wants to go get it from Shimon, he's going to have to pay Shimon. That's Takana Sashuk. If Shimon sells to Levi, how much more so should Yankel be able to go? Uh, if Yankel goes to Levi, should Levi be able to demand payment? You're already two steps away from the theft. So what's the added idea? What's the added chiddush? Rather, Rabbi says, "Lezumari desifra v'yavli lebar mechuzah may basnuzav v'shakol safrei v'lezumari desafra v'lishkalar ba'mi bupanoyu tomorrow may may narsha." Same halacha, which is you just work in stages depending on the amounts that were stolen. But in the chanami, there's there's uh, there's no added chiddush 
to a person who uh, purchased from a purchaser of a stolen item. Period. Okay, here we go. Get ready for a beautiful ride. New topic. And this topic has to do, we're going to shift over from theft, primarily. We will touch on this as well. We're going to shift over and deal with a fascinating halacha that has to do with how much money am I responsible to spend to save you money? If I see you taking a loss, what should I do? And if I do it, do you have to compensate me for my loss so that I, ref- I got you to not take a loss or lessen your loss? It's a very interesting Gemara. And this has to do with society, how a Torah economy works. Says the Mishnah. We quoted this Mishnah earlier. If somebody's carrying a barrel of wine, the guy's carrying a barrel of honey. Now, what's more, va- what's more valuable? The assumption right now is honey is more valuable. Okay. The barrel of honey cracks. So, Rabbaran's honey cracks. I've got a, bottle, a barrel full of wine. You know what I quickly do? I pour out my wine. And I'm like, Rabbaran, you want me to save your honey? Yeah. Pour out my wine. Fill it up with your honey. So now I took a loss. And I saved the honey inside of it. Top of Omar Bez. The halacha is, You don't need to pay me for the wine that I lost. You know what you need to pay me? For the effort that it took to pour out my wine and fill it up with honey. Pay me by the hour. But I don't get paid for my wine. Incredible. Why? We'll have to see, but this very much touches on what's my responsibility of Ashavas Aveda. If you're about to lose something or it's considered like it's lost because it already cracked. Um, uh, so is it considered Ashavas Aveda? Ashavas Aveda, I'm not responsible to do, uh, I'm not responsible to take a loss of money on. Or do we say that it's a, it's a separate responsibility of living together as Yidin and I'm, I got to save you money. Now, if that is, does that mean you got to pay me, then maybe you should pay me back for the totality of one. So this is what has to be understood. Again, I didn't ask you permission. You're losing your honey. I pour out my wine. All you got to pay me for is my time in my, in my jug. However, what if I said to Rabarin, I'm happy to save your honey. You got to pay me for my wine. Then you're obligated to give it to him. You agreed? What happens if two donkeys are being swept away in a river? Mine and yours. Now I could save one or one of the other, one or the other. The things like this: my donkey was only worth hundred dollars. Your donkey was worth two hundred dollars. You get the predicament. Mm-hmm. And I give up mine to save yours. You only get schar of the work. However, if I said to you as the donkeys are being washed away, I'll save yours. I'll save your $200 donkey. You pay me back for my $100 donkey. Then you're obligated to, uh, you're obligated to pay. Okay. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why, if I save your honey and lose my wine, do you only pay me for my time? Why don't you pay me for everything? Let the owner of the wine, get ready for this, Hever. Let him say to the owner of the honey, let me tell you something. Not only, not only, don't I want you to pay me. I don't even want you to pay me. You know what I could say to you? The honey's mine. Because you had a crack in your barrel, so you lost it. 
That was, that was wasted honey. I saved the honey. So it became mine. If somebody's carrying jugs of wine and jugs of oil over and he sees that they're breaking down, he can't see he shouldn't, he can't let us say, oh, this is oil and uh, this is my truma stuff. Yeah, because it's about to go to waste anyway, right? You might as well hop around. The moment, if he said this, it doesn't matter. Why? Because the wine and oil is already considered hefker, it's already considered oilless because it's in a cracked barrel. So go jump in the lake, you can't do such a thing. And since you can't do such a thing, it must be it's hefker. And if it's hefker, if I pour out my wine and take your honey, guess what? I should own the honey. Answers the Gemara. No, Kedomar of Yirmi says, "Bisha Eker Ba Beis Habad Karuch That case is when there was something to save. It literally means something from the olive press was there wrapped around the barrel to protect some of it. Okay, meaning it's not the honey is not going to drain out so fast. Therefore, it wasn't ownerless. If you would have lost all the honey, I get all the honey. I get all the honey. The reason why you don't over here is because it was like a slow leak, slow leak. So you're not necessarily be honest. You're just in trouble. Okay. The mamar. Then we say if he says, "Loyam arklum." The mamar loyam arklum. What does this mean? If he said this, then it didn't mean anything. Now, if he said what? So we just quoted a brisa that somebody's losing their wine and they say this is truma for everything I have in my house because being lost anyway. I have nothing to lose. He said loyam arklum. You can't say that. Says Gemara, why is that true? I don't Somebody's traveling on a road. He's got money in his hand. And he's got bandits running towards him. He's got money in his hand. So he knows he's about to be taken away. He shouldn't say, my house should be on these coins. Because it's about to go. I might as well chop around. Yeah, I might as well chop around. But it does work. Even though it's about to be taken away by a bandit. So you see, it is still considered yours. Even though it's about to be lost. What's happening here is a contradiction. By the wine and the honey, you can't say on the wine, it's truma. But by money and a bandit, we said, if you did say the money is my sashani, it did work. So these two prices are a contradiction. The case where, why it's a valid transaction onto the coins and the bandit's coming to you, is because it's not automatic that they're going to get all the money. You have a chance to save the money. You have opportunity. And therefore, bidiyavad, you shouldn't do it. Says Gemara, why? If you had the ability to save it, I feel lechatchila not ma'ala Even do it lechatchila. Transfer it onto the coins. What's the problem? It's yours just as much as anything else. Says Gemara, you could technically, you might be able to save it, but it's going to be very difficult. So therefore, ideally, you shouldn't do it. It's not the way that you're supposed to deal with. Uh, Holy things, but the mice it's valid if you did it. Whenever you're about to take a loss of money, you shouldn't make it hectic. Why not? Maybe it's not a, a, a good idea to do. Protect your property. If somebody had 10 barrels of tevel, so it's wine that, that the chumas and mice weren't yet separated. And if he sees one of them broken or revealed, Aymar, uh, um, he should, Yaymar, um, I lost the place, I jumped up two, three lines. Aymar, he should say, He should say, This is Trumas Meiser. He should say, There's Trumas Meiser on the other nine barrels. Okay, which means, he says, the tenth barrel is Trumas Meiser, and the other nine are no longer Tevel. All you shouldn't do 
because you're going to cause a loss to a Kayan. But over here again, says the Gemara, <clears throat> why when the bandit's coming to you, if you're not for sure going to lose the money, why do we say that you shouldn't do it? The Chathilu, we should have let you do this. Amar Yirmiya says, Kisha Ekel Beisabad Karachalel, same answer we gave earlier. We're dealing with the Ekel Beisabad, the, the, the net of the wine press is still wrapped around it, and therefore it's a slow leak. You're not necessarily going to lose all of it. And over there, that's where we say that it is a kosher hektish, but the coins is going to be different. It makes sense where the barrel broke. See, if it was left uncovered, then there's a problem. The problem was left uncovered is that nobody's allowed to eat or drink, right? We're familiar with the halacha of drinks that are left overnight mm-hmm. in the open because of the nervousness about a, a venom of a snake, a marna um, you You're not allowed to drink it. So we shouldn't allow it to be set aside as trumas meiser, okay? So why do we? Why do we say that you could transfer Kedusha? And if you're going to say that maybe you're not allowed to drink the wine because it's dangerous, but you could use it Lazilov, Ziluf is what we call Febreze. That they would use wine not only to drink, they would use wine to make the house smell nice. It was like you walked in, ah, mechedek, yeah? Mm-hmm. It smelled, there were different wines, different scents, different smells. Vatani, we learned, so maybe, and you're certainly not to use uncovered wine for that, so you still have benefit. Vatani, we learned their brisa. Mayim shen is galu. You have water which is revealed, left overnight. Hareze, la yishpechim b'shosarabim. You still shouldn't, uh, you, you shouldn't, um, uh, Spread it out into a Rishos HaRabim. Now, why not? Why shouldn't you spread it into Rishos HaRabim? Because even though you're not drinking it, the, there's still a concern that there's venom in the wine. And when people walk outside barefoot, I actually just had this uh, on Shabbos. My kids were walking home from shul, and my daughter's shoes were bothering her. Young kid pulls it all off, pulls off her, uh, her shoes, and she starts walking down the street. And my other kids were like, hey, put your shoes back on. It's dangerous, right? Why? Uh, you can get a cut. If you get a cut, you get glass, you get something in your foot. So there's a concern. Venom could be dangerous to a person, not only if you drink it, but also if it goes into your foot, it could be dangerous. Again, you're not allowed to You're also not supposed to mix uh, the, the wine into plaster. It also remains a danger to somebody. You shouldn't uh, dust our house when you have a little bit of liquid on dirt, it causes the dust to settle. Okay? So you see that anything is not allowed to be done and it's useless. So why do we say that you're allowed to separate this uncovered barrel? It's true, much meister. That's not fair to the Kayan. Right? You're going to make this barrel. Uh, okay. The Kayan can't use it. He can't drink it. Can't sprinkle with it. He's stopped. Why are you allowed to do that? Says Gemara, you know why you're allowed to do it? Because uncovered wine has a way for it to be used, to, to have usage, if you put it through a sanenas. What's sanenas? A strainer. If you put it through a strainer, you have usage. Where do you get this from? Rabbi Nechemiah. The time I learned there, If you leave something uncovered, and then you strain the liquid, it's still a problem. Says the Tanakama. But Omar Reb Nechemia, Amosai, one's in a problem, is Man Shetach Tlenim Megula. Only when the lower part is uncovered. Abbas Man Shetach Tlenim Mechusu, when the lower part is covered. Alpha Pishal Yenim Megula, even if the upper part is uncovered, Amos Mishum Gilai, there's no problem. Lefisha Aroshanachas, Daimelis Fog. Because venom is like a sponge, and it stays on top, which means 
that if you could separate venom from the actual liquid and the bottom part, so yes, he has a snake's venom. If you have a way to, to just remove from the spout on bottom, you know the snake's venom didn't sink. The venom doesn't sink, it floats. And he says, therefore, there's ways to allow it to be mutter. Now again, our question was, I can't use it. Answer is, yes, you could. Reb Nechemi holds. The bottom half of the, the bottom part of the wine. Still has usage. You can give it to a kain. Did we learn? Where do we say that you're not allowed to have any sort of use? That's when it wasn't mixed around afterwards. If it did, was mixed around, then you're not allowed to use it even though it was, uh, even though it was uh, strained. Okay. Um, the Gemara says, Hasam Nami, you should know in our Brisa as well, Efshar the Manachmidi, Apumatachavisa the Shafile. We're going to say that uh, there, there's a, a, a way to allow it to be Trumas Meiser. What's going to be the explanation now? When you had a way to ensure that the venom didn't mix in. When you had a way to ensure the venom didn't mix in, this bow is allowed to be Trumas Meiser. Otherwise, you're right. Enochinami, you'd be right. You're not allowed to. Set aside this barrel as Shumas Meiser because there's no usage to the Kayan. Says the Gemara, According to Nechemia, can you separate Shuma on something which is Tamei? But we learned in a Braisa, you could separate produce that's Tamei for something else that is Tamei. Now let's keep in mind what's Shuma over here? What's the Shuma? So if I have a whole bunch of tummy things that is tevel, it hasn't been separated yet. Everything's tummy. I could take some of that tummy thing and make it my truma, my sir, and work for everything else. So that, that could be done. However, and also I have a whole pile of tar things. I have to separate. I have to make that fit by separating something tar. So again, if everything is tummy. I could separate Tameh and make it fit. If everything is Tahar, I could separate something Tahar and make it fit. Where is there a problem? You cannot have a whole pile of things that's Tahar, which we need Shuma, and then you take something Tameh to, as your Shuma for it. That you don't do. That you don't do. He says, you should know, even... When it comes to separating uh, Tameh from that, which is Tameh as far as Truma, it's also not allowed, besides for Demai. What's Demai? Suffolk. Right? We're, in, we're in doubt about it. Okay. Bottom line is, Gemara here is asking a question. We see that even Rem Nechemia does not allow Tameh to be separated from Truma's Meiser. But what did we say? What did we say? Our Brysa said, a Levi has 10 barrels. He wants to designate Truma's Meiser. He said, the 10th barrel, that's Tameh. He can make Shumas Meiser. That can't be Reb Nechemia. Reb Nechemia tells us otherwise. Doesn't really mean regular produce of Tevel. It's already Demai. It's already a Suffolk. And there, Reb Nechemia will allow it. Okay. When it comes to oil, you shouldn't do this. Again, if somebody sets aside, has 10 barrels, one barrel's breaking, you're not allowed to set aside that as the Chumas Meiser because there's going to be a loss to the Kayin. Why is oil different than wine? You're going to say because oil um, is, is a big problem. 
Now, what's the issue? Why, why would oil and wine be different? So, I, I didn't speak this out earlier. I really should have. Rashi earlier taught us the difference between oil and wine is that oil has a lot more value than wine because oil has a lot more... Um, it's like a utility baseball player. Has, has a lot more usage. Oil could be used for a number of things. Okay, a lot of things. To calm down the dirt around the house. To light a fire. For this, for that, for cooking. for that. There's a lot of usages for oil. So if you designate the oil that's about to be lost at Shumas Meiser, you're causing a real loss to the kind. This is what we call... Um, what are stocks that uh, everybody uses? What's that type of stock? A commodity? Commodity? Yeah, what's that? That's like farming goods. Yeah, things that, that society needs, right? It's a greater commodity. It's a greater commodity. So if you use, if you designate that as Chumas Maestro, you're causing a big loss to the client. But by wine, it's not. Okay, that was the logic why Rashi says, earlier says, that's the difference between oil and wine. But ask the Gemara here, Maishna Shemen, the Roy Lahadlik says, one second, oil's fit to, to be lit, right? So therefore, you're not, you shouldn't be separating the, the, these messed up barrels of, of oil. You should know, even wine. Say, wine's not as important, it's not as big of a commodity. Just for drinking. No, wine is used for other things. It's also used for ziluf. What was ziluf? As Febreze, for smelling around the house. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be allowed to separate that bottle of wine as Shumas Meiser. Bechitim is ziluf. If you're going to say me, if you're going to tell me that smelling is not milsa, it's not, it's not, not something yesh by mamasha, it's not something that's actively there, it's not so important, it's not true. You, you drink a, a lug for a sela, umazalfin belug bishtayim. And you sprinkle from wine that costs two salaim. Okay? Which means that um, if a person, you know, uh, it, it's uh, business advice over here for how to take care of your house and your needs, a person should spend more on making their house smell good than on the wine itself. Now, for, for drinking, now, if you should spend more on making your house uh, smell good than for wine itself, this seems that it's pretty chashev to, uh, to have it smell. So the question now is, why you let us separate the, bottle of, the, the ruined bottle of a barrel of wine from the kind? You're causing him a real loss. We're dealing with new wine, and new wine doesn't smell good. So it's not going to cause him a financial loss. Says Gemara about guess what happens to new wine? It becomes old one day. <laughs> and therefore... It's still a loss. Maybe not today, but in a month. Says the Gemara, no. That uh, the, the, the um, reason why it's not a, a uh, big loss is that the Kayan is not allowed to let it become old. Okay? Why? Because again, this barrel is Tomei. Halacha is the Kayan is not allowed to uh, allow Tomei to hang around this house because it may come to use it. May come to drink it. Hence, there's no benefit from it now, smelling or anything. He can't. He's not allowed to leave it around. It's kind of, it's, it's like a person shouldn't leave a tray for food in their house. We, we discussed this, right? By oil as well. If you keep tamei oil, you could also become. You could also come to use it as cooking oil. No, make sure the only time you're you're allowed to use oil that's tamei is if you put in a clean moss. Okay. Which means you might, you're not going to come to eat it. Mm-hmm. Wine also put into a dirty vessel. There's no point in putting it into a dirty vessel. Then it's going to smell terrible. Put into a dirty vessel, it smells terrible. So you can't eat it, you can't drink it, and, and there's no logic. But they call it You should know this whole discussion about uh, leaving things in your domain that could lead to a 
takala that could lead to a transgression itself is a machlekes tanoim. Are you allowed to keep tummy chum around your house? You have a barrel of wine of Chuma that became Tomei Beishamay Yomim. Beishamay says, top of today's daf. Here we go. Get rid of everything. You're not allowed to leave it around your house. Beishamay says, he also says, you could use it for sprinkling. So again, Beishamay says, we're concerned you might come to use it. Beishamay says, no. As long as you set aside for sprinkling, you're okay. I'll decide on the matter. Machlekes Tanoim. Bisham uh, Bisham says, I'll decide. The bias, Teos Aziluf, the Allah is in the house. It could be used for sprinkling. But if it became Tomei in the field, then the entire thing should, uh, should be poured out. Why? So here you go. Rashi explains very simply. If it's currently in the house, mm-hmm. you know what I could do? Sprinkle it now. And I'm not going to come to eat it. But if I have it out in the field, now then it becomes Tomei, and I need to transport it all the way home. You have a half hour to an hour of schlepping, then you might come to drink it, and therefore we say he's poured out. So again, how's he explaining? Says Yabishmo, I'll tell you what to do. Push it. Use it immediately. Everybody will agree. If you use it immediately, you're not leaving it around. But, but hop around what you can, like life. Don't wait till tomorrow. Hop what you can. If it's old, use it for sprinkling. If it's new, pour it out. They said to him, that this third opinion is not machria, does not uh, tip the scales uh, over here, and therefore we're, uh, they said uh, to uh, this third, op- I'm sorry, they said to Yishmael Rabbi Yaisi, we're going to leave the machlekes to Bishami and Bissel, and your opinion is not uh, getting involved. The machlekes remains a machlekes. Okay, involved. Two dots. Here we go. Five, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the top of today's daf, daf kuf, tes, zayin, amar alef. Okay, back to our Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? Rab Aaron's barrel is leaking honey. And my barrel's holding wine, your honey's more valuable than wine, says the Mishnah. If I pour out my wine to save your honey, you just need to pay me for my effort. However, if I say to you, I'm willing to lose my wine on condition to save your honey, then you got to pay me for the barrel of the wine. Says my, why does Rabara need to pay me for the barrel of the wine, even though I made a condition? Chevra, listen closely. There's an incredible halacha we're about to mention. Get ready. Namalay, let Rab Aaron say to me, you know why I agreed to pay you for your wine? Mishate anibach, I tricked you. You know why he's allowed to say he tricked me? Because there's a halacha as follows. Vahatanya, we learned in the Brisa. Milaitanya, did we learn in the You have a Jew who ran from captivity. Bez Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should, all the captives should be released immediately. Amen. If chas v'sholem, they're not, and one Jew gets away, escapes, and he's, he's got to get out, he's got to get out of Gaza, and he comes to the border, and he says to somebody, get me across. The guy's like, uh, well, it's, um, um, yeah. I'm not ready to do it. I'm not ready to do it. I'm scared on this. And he says, I'll pay you $100,000. Get me across the border. 100 grand? You talk a business, yeah? <laughs> Takes him across. Afterwards, the Yid could say, I don't have to pay you more than the usual fee, than the usual trip, okay? 
How do you see this? This reminded me, my sister uh, was once, on a, she, she, I think she was in seminary, she's coming back from a trip to America, and she gets, gets the Ben-Gurion airport, and she gets into a sherut, a tender, right? a tender to, you know, they load up 10 people, and then mm-hmm. they drop you off around Jerusalem, a tender, you know. So she gets in, and the flight was delayed. Um, she got on like a Thursday night, or something it was the delayed flight and she sits in the car and all of a sudden some man jumps in who she recognized and he says to the driver just go the driver says what do you mean there's two people he says I'll pay for the other nine just go I'll pay for, you know I'll pay for nine people <laughs> my sister got home right away it was Mordechai ben David he was late for a concert oh. he was late for a concert and he had to he had to make it and the, their flight had been delayed he had to get to Yerushalayim ASAP so my sister got, uh, you know, uh, a private ride with, uh, with Mordechai and David. But uh, the guy said, just go, go. Now, the there, there was no danger over there. And there is a ferry in front of him, Amr he says to the, to the uh, sailor, he says to the driver, right? He says, he says, told Dinar Vavirani, he says, listen, take a dinner, and get me over the border. Just get me to safety. Allah is in la You don't have to pay everything you promised. You just have to pay the usual price. Why? Because he's mechuyev to take you across. He has to save another yid. Then you could say, listen, I, I was tricking you. I just needed you to get me across. I only need to pay. So to over here. Let Rabaran say to me, you know why I agreed for to pay you? You're mechuyev. You're obligated to do that. I don't need to pay you. No, 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 that's not a question. That's not a question. Because that's similar to the Seifa. It's said in the Seifa, if he says, in the end, by the case of the ferry, the case of the ferry, if the guy who escaped from captivity says to the ferry driver, he says, take this dinner and get me across, you got to pay the full dinner. Then what's the difference between the beginning and the end? The whole thing's a contradiction. First it says, you can say, I tricked you. And then it says, but if you say, take a dinner, what's the difference? That was a case where this guy was also a fisherman. The Yomar lay, so he could say to the, guy, he could say to the uh, captive, the guy who was being, he says, listen, listen, not only did I take you across, but you cost me a loss of work, and that you need to pay me as well. Now, let's translate that to the case of the Mishnah by the wine and the honey. The same way the fisherman could say, I could charge you for my loss of fish, so too, me with my wine, I could say, I lost wine. See, if my barrel was empty, and your, your honey was leaking, and you say to me, yeah, I'll pay you, I'll pay for all the honey, I'll pay for, uh, you know, I'll pay for, then there's what to say, I could, you could say, Meshatani Bach, you know, you were obligated to use your barrel to save me. Over here, I mamish took a loss. Since I mamish took a loss, you're obligated to pay me back the full value of my wine. Then the, our Mishnah gave a second case, and the case was where the river was washing away two donkeys. My donkey, your donkey, my donkey was worth $100, your donkey was worth $200, and I say, I'll save your donkey on condition you pay me for mine. Now this seems to be the same halacha as the wine and the honey. No? 
Again, what's the case? Wine and honey. I'll save your honey and lose my wine. And then the Mishnah gives another case. I'll save your donkey and lose my donkey. Why do you got to say the same case twice with a different example? So that's the Gemara is coming to explain. Again, halfway down, we need to mention the case of the wine and honey and the case of the donkey. I will the case of the honey and the wine. I would say over there, guess what? He actively poured out the wine with his own hands since he actively destroyed his own wine. So you got to pay me back. But over here, both of them are actively being lost. See, in the case of the wine and the honey, my wine's not currently being lost. My wine's with me. But by the case of the donkeys, they're both currently being lost. So I would say, I would say that by the donkey, all you need to pay me for is my time. Because I didn't actively lose my donkey. My donkey was, was on its way out the door. It was being lost by itself. By the wine, I actively lost it. So maybe there I could charge you. But by the donkey's not. You've only given me the case of the Seifa. I would say in the case of the Seifa, by the, by the donkeys, all you need to pay me for is my services. Why? Because my donkey drowned in the ocean. Not that I with my own hands, drowned it. I will also be a dying, but by the wine that I actively poured out my own hands, I would say, I would say that even if I don't make any sort of stipulation, I poured out my wine with my own hands to save your honey. You got to pay me no matter what. Therefore, the mission has to give me both cases. Rav Kana asked a question, searching for information from Rav. Yorad Lahatzil. If the owner went down to rescue. And his own donkey came up. Mahu, incredible, Shaila. What is the halacha? Incredible. So I say to Rabaran, I'll save your $200 donkey and lose mine. And then he went and did it himself. Okay? Uh, I'm sorry. The, the donkey came up by itself. I didn't even end up saving your donkey. Your donkey knew how to swim and made its way back to shore. Mahu, could he still demand, could I demand that you pay me? For my loss, my donkey, when I didn't end up saving it. Amalei says to him, Mishmei the Rahimulei, it was the Torah, saved the, the donkey's life. Kiha, the Rav Safra, Havaka Azo, Bishiyarta. Rav Safra was traveling in Rashiyarta with a caravan, Levinu Ahu Ari. It was a lion protecting them. Kol Laila, Kashadale, Hamara, the Chabinaya, the Kaachil. Every night they would give the lion a donkey to eat. Bok, Kimata, Zimnei, the Rav Safra, when it came Rav Safra's night to give his donkey. He gave the donkey to the lion, and the lion refused to eat it. The lion, uh, the lion wouldn't eat it. Um, called him Rav Safra, and Rav, Rav, uh, Rav uh, Safra went and got his donkey back. Okay, why? Because now the donkey was hefker. He gave it to the lion, so he took it back. Omar, so what do you see from here? We see that did Rav Safra have to leave his donkey because everyone else took a loss? No, see, everyone else lost a donkey. Could they tell Rav Safra, give your donkey tomorrow night? No. I gave my donkey. Hashem made a miracle for me. I could take it back. So in this case as well, by, the, by, the, uh, uh, by, by this case as well, when the donkeys are, being, are drowning, the one who gave up his donkey should be allowed to get it back without, uh, you, you should be able to take it back. On your own, you don't need to pay. Why does Rosh Hashanah have to have to make us chos on it? He granted the chiafkre. I died to the Ari that when he left it in front of the lion, he he gave up on it. I died to Kuli Amalei Afkre. But he only mafkered it to the lion. 
he wasn't mafkar to the whole world in his own mind. If he wasn't going to be mafkar to everybody, he should keep it. You're right, he did it as added security. But he didn't, need a, he didn't really need to make an actual acquisition on it. Okay. A new Shaila, again, we're towards the bottom. Rav may Rebbe. Rav asked a question searching information from Rebbe, two lines from the bottom. What if two donkeys were drowning? I give up my $100 donkey to save your $200 donkey, and guess what happened? I wasn't successful at saving your $200 donkey. I didn't get the job done. Mahu, what is the halacha? Do you have to compensate me for trying to save your donkey, or do I have to pull through? He says, Vizu. Uh, he says, what type of question is this? Now, I'm sorry, this is a good question. The is, you can pay me for my time. Because I worked for you. I worked for you. That's a challenging question. If somebody hires a worker, top of Kufta Zayan Amr Beis, the Havi, Kruv, to bring me cabbage, Vidur Mas Kanin, and to bring me Dimors Kanin, Rashi says, it's a grass that was put into um, like a dairy dip. Okay, I bring it for a sick person to heal him. It turns out that uh, the guy was healed. The guy was healed, um, and he didn't need the, the medicine, nice or or the food. The luch is he still has to pay the worker. He still has to pay the worker for for his time. So you see, trying to help, trying to help, still still you receive compensation for for your time. You can't bring a proof from there. Over there, he actually he actively brought the food to the sick person. Just the sick person didn't need it because he wasn't sick anymore. But did I do what he needed to? Yes, maybe there he could charge a fee. But over here, by the two donkeys being slept away, and I want to work for you, and I make this condition, you didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't rescue the donkey, and therefore, maybe the Allah is, I should not be paid at all. Okay, one more short piece of Gemara. Let's do Taner Abanan. We'll get to the next two dots and hold it here for this evening. Taner Abanan, the rabbis learn, so should we. Four lines from the top of Kufta Zayinam Abayiz. Shaira, Shahayam, Halalach, memory of every caravan traveling in the wilderness. Viyam, Allah, guys, the Tarfan bandits come to grab it. They're going to attack these people. Machashun, the Vimamun, what they should do is, in order to protect themselves, they should calculate how much each of them have. And now they're going to start to bribe the bandits, leave them alone. It doesn't go by people. In other words, if you have $100 with you and I have $10 with me, it, each of us don't need to pay an equal amount because you're at risk of taking a bigger loss than I am. So it's not that everybody pays in equally. Everybody pays in equal to the percentage of what they would lose. So if let's say we're each agreeing to give 10%, I'm carrying a $10, I would give a dollar. You're carrying $100, you would give $10. Uh, and if they have a, uh, if they have somebody who's hired for protection to go in front of them, then um, uh, you, you even uh, evaluate according to people in the group. Okay, why? Um, because his, the purpose of, a, of this guide is to make sure nobody dies. So when it comes to your being at risk of your finances being taken, now we go in proportionate to finance. If we're at risk of our lives, and the proof we're at risk of our lives that we have to hire an armed guard with us, then we each go in according to the people because we each have to pay an equal amount. But whatever the, the, what's usually done, that's what should be done. It's not the right time to start uh, changing 
And these, the, the people in charge are, can, can make a condition that whoever loses his donkey, they will, uh, they'll, you know, you lose your donkey, we'll reimburse you. But if it happens through kus, if it happens on, on purpose, then, then uh, we don't need to reimburse him for a donkey. So in other words, it's like an insurance policy. Yeah, if you get hurt along the way, we'll do it. If it's, if it's your fault that you lost your luggage, or something happened through negligence, then we're not going to reimburse him. Uh, because if it wasn't through negligence, then they do give it back. And if he says, listen, don't give me, a, I lost my donkey, but give me money instead, and I will help everybody else with the donkey. We don't list him. You know why? Because if he has money, everybody else has donkeys, he's not going to watch it the same way. He doesn't have the same skin in the game. says more Pshita, it's obvious that they shouldn't need to pay him more than any more than a donkey. In other cases, we already has another donkey. So I would say, listen, he's going to watch that donkey. Therefore, you shouldn't. We still expect him to do a better watching because now there's two donkeys at risk. And the more animals he has, the more he's going to be part of the chevra to watch them. And even if he still has his own donkey, he still cannot demand payment. All we, all we will do is reimburse him with an additional donkey. And we will hold it here for today. We're up to Tanar Abonon, about a third of the way down on Kufta Zion Amud Beis. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Tomorrow evening, we will pick up at 6.20 p.m.